We've come a long way since the first industrial revolution, particularly in the world of manufacturing. Whilst the industrial economy has become a truly global system, today's factory owners face the formidable challenge of net zero transition, all the while maintaining and improving productivity in a weak economic climate. I'm Anisha Tank, an investor, broadcaster, and coach, and you're listening to the Accenture Enterprise Transformation Podcast. Now, in this series, I talk to leaders from Accenture and their partners. Together, we explore how every part of every business can be transformed by technology, data, and AI, combined with new ways of working and new opportunities for growth. We look at how cloud is the enabler, data is the driver, and AI is the differentiator. So today we're talking to Epsilon Carbon, a global leader in the carbon black and coal tar derivatives industry. They make the carbon black pigment that you'll find in many plastics, from headphones to paint. They've recently become a leading global battery material manufacturer that delivers high performance, high capacity, innovative, quality and green battery materials. More importantly, though, the firm is building out a digital infrastructure that covers everything it does from finance to supply chain management and procurement, as well as marketing and sales. So it's a lot. Joining me to explore the benefits of digital, Vikram Handa, Managing Director, Epsilon Carbon and Vinay Shanoi, Managing Director, Industry X, Accenture in India, are both joining me. So Vikram, let's uh, start with you. How are you doing today? It's good to have you with me on this podcast. Yeah, hi, good morning, Manisha. It's great to be here. Thank you. I'm looking forward to the discussion and I hope you are. And Vinay, I'm sure that you have a lot of knowledge to share. Uh, thank you for joining us. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Manisha. Excited to be part of this discussion with you and Vikram. Okay, fantastic. Well, let's bring that excitement. I think this is a really exciting time for Epsilon Carbon. Vikram, in that vein, let's begin with you. What do you do on the daily? And why is this journey, this digital journey, why is it an imperative for you? Yeah, thank you, Manisha. So um, since I started the company about 12 years ago, um, you know, it was a complete startup bootstrapped uh, where we started our journey down this chemical path. A very, very B2B business servicing aluminum industry. And then in 2020, we moved into setting up our first carbon black plant. And as we got into that business, we started realizing our customers are very different. The way people look at our business are very different. And the way we look internally at our own business is very different. So I've been working say the last three or four years to really see how to build a very strong foundation within the organization to really take us to some of the goals that we've set for ourselves in 2030, uh, where we want to be a certain size and a, a certain capacity as well. And I think that's where digitalization was one of the challenges I saw uh, in the organization that's trying to grow really fast means we've grown at about a 30% CAGR in the last three years. Right? And we look at ourselves doubling our business in the next two years. And this is where we become very people dependent, process dependent. And it's something that if we don't do, we will definitely fail. So my real focus has been on how to build these pillars within the organization. And I really look at digitalization and other efforts around that being very, very important for us to, to get there. Yeah, I'm hearing that. I'm also hearing that speed seems to be of the essence. 
And I just wanted to get a note on that, Vikram, before we go to Vinay and try and understand how he's helped you in the journey, um, you know, to talk about such a transition within just a few years. I mean, that underlines for me while why the digitalization has to go hand in hand with this evolution that you foresee. Can you just tell me a little bit about where there is that correlation between the speed of what you want to achieve and having that digitalized platform? Yeah, so I think, uh, you know, our digitalization journey really started in COVID and we were we realized how people dependent we were. Um, and there was a huge risk when people didn't come to the factory. What happened to production? What happened to our business? And we started doing a lot of ad hoc things. So we, you know, we did something on logistics side. We did something on energy efficiency side, on uh, product tracking, quality. And we were doing ad hoc things. And I felt it wasn't really working at an organizational level. And when I looked down the road of five year where we want to be, I felt these are not the solutions that are going to get us there. And this is where we went out to Accenture and we said, you know, for a whole year, we paused all our IT spending. I said, let's stop. Let's really look what's out there. We're very clear as a company where we want to be in five years and what's out there that we should start implementing today that helps us get there. And uh, we did a great workshop with Accenture in uh, Bangalore where we got to see the new technologies. Uh, and we were about 30 people, a team. We spent a couple of days over there and we, it, means it was eye-opening to see what global companies are doing, what B2C companies are doing that we can learn and bring into B2B businesses like ours. So I think... A, identifying like what are the gaps, making that clear roadmap and then going down that road to start executing. That's, I think, what we've done in the last year. And we're going to continue doing that in the next two years with Accenture as well. You know, Vikram, I can sense that you're clearly a very dynamic leader. You know what you want and you're keen to make it happen. Uh, it's great that you have partners that you can work with like Accenture. So it's really interesting to hear about you know, having that showcase, so to speak, in, in Bangalore and being able to benefit from that. Vinay, let's bring it to you. Here's Vikram. He has this amazing, this incredible vision for what he wants to achieve. But then you have this task of getting things moving. How did you go about it? So I think um, I think Vikram is modest by saying things are very ad hoc and all that. To be honest, compared to most of my clients, they were in a much better starting point, right? Compared to when I start with many of my clients. Uh, but that said, I think uh, one issue I noticed is while Vikram, I felt, was quite clear about what his vision is, a three-year, five-year vision, uh, because the organization had grown so quickly and many of the CXOs were relatively new, I felt that that vision was not sort of, you know, understood fully by the entire organization. So one of the outcomes, of course, Part of the exercise, we came up with a bunch of initiatives, the technology architecture and so on. Um, the I think one of the value we delivered to Epsilon definitely is from getting the alignment. We defined the vision and got it alignment with all the CXOs, right? Now here, um, the CXOs were quite clear. So as Vikram said, yes, we started with this, what we call the art of the possible. We, we took the leadership of Epsilon to our innovation hub in Bangalore, showed them a lot of solutions. But the CXOs were very clear. I'm not interested in digital for digital sake. So you tell me, here are the challenges I am facing today. My organization is growing. So yes, my challenges will change. I'm looking for solutions which will solve either a current challenge or something that I'm going to face in future, right? So I think 
our key focus was to say yes let's look at the best practice out there but let's pick those solutions which make sense for epsilon today or let's say a 2 3 years down the line right so that is the approach co creation uh, focusing on specific problems of epsilon that's the approach we used then i think that's really fascinating actually because people don't think about creativity and you had to get pretty creative and pretty bespoke tell me a little bit more about you know when you go into that mode of thinking how some things which can sometimes seem impossible become very possible and i suppose aided by the kind of technology that we're talking about in this podcast that becomes even easier i would imagine uh that is correct so in fact uh, if i look at some of the problems which you know the epsilon team were facing i mean some of the technologies like iot and analytics ar vr and so on which we are able to showcase and therefore open the eyes of the epsilon team and they got all excited and then we were able to co-create in, in you know hopefully a few innovative solutions also in the way where we are able to apply these technologies in the context of epsilon to say okay how will we solve the problem so this was about for example saying that oh you have some unplanned failure in your uh, colta distillation plant how can you put some iot sensors to solve it you have quality issues in your carbon black plant how can you use a digital twin which will help you prevent those problems before they happen and so on so it was a combination of taking the problems which epsilon has and the innovative solutions out there in the world of digital and bringing them together brilliant okay well obviously vikram you set high standards for yourself and for the team but what is the critical element do you think to enabling growth and then sustaining that high performance that you're looking for i think our, our digitalization journey is the perfect example of what the organization needs because there has to be buy in by employees right and if they're not on board i don't think we can we can drive any effort or any say any growth within the company um so when we did this accenture workshop actually interesting i went for one day and i came back and they continued for the next day so you know it was it was like almost like a free playground for them to see things to get ideas to kind of stimulate the mind and say oh you know we can do this and we should do this so there were so many ideas that came out in that in that very innovative ecosystem and then to work down and filter it out and say you know what's good what's bad and everything is a journey so even this effort you might say look we want to do a highly automated digital twin that controls the whole production cycle and it could save you money but even the organization needs to mature and then i think that's the next thing we did is what should we do first what should we do second what should we do third so at the end we reach our goal so i think imp- like the team buy in was very very important and that's what i focused on more cuz i look at them to say they are more capable in production or finance or logistics that's they have the 20 years of experience not me so getting them to buy in to do this uh was what i what i put most of my energy in and also be realistic on what the organization needs i think some ideas were totally you know out there uh but a lot of the ideas are great a lot of them were low hanging fruits so we f- focused on uh, implementing those first but i think as as we're still going down this journey we start seeing just the interest within employees and it's not only employees it's also customers it's other stakeholders it's potential investors who are very amazed that a company our size is doing these things uh, in about 
six years ago, we were using Tally, for example. And when we said, look, I think we're going to grow 20%, so let's upgrade our ERP. We were one of the first companies that went straight from Tally to Forhana, for SAP Forhana, you know. So that was a big leap. But today that pays off because we're able to bring in so many more tools quickly rather than doing another, say, transition to a powerful ERP. So I think timing of a solution and what the organization can absorb is more what I look at and getting that right will definitely help us uh, get to where we want to get to. And for the sake of our listeners, Vikram, can you just remind everyone, you know, the size of your organization and, and what it is, what your footprint is like? Yeah, sure. So um, I mean, today we're about a $400 million turnover company. We have about 560 employees. We are going through a huge CapEx cycle right now. And I think in 2026, we should be about a billion dollar company. So we should double in the coming years. Uh, one thing that's important also is that, uh, like Vinay was saying, uh, you know, we've always been in one big location and we're trying to optimize performance, cost, uh, everything in that one location. And we're now building another location in India, in the Northeast. And uh, we're planning to build a facility in Finland and in the US as well. So an organization that starts going multi-locational, what are the learnings from the first? Especially on the production side, on the automation side, on the you know data capture, on the production uh, optimization. And that's where this uh, whole journey was was at a great time because all our inefficiencies in our first production unit were able to implement into the engineering of the second. So the cost of implementation becomes very attractive. Like let's automate, let's automate, let's automate in the second plant because we're building it. Sometimes automating the older plant is not really cost efficient, some, some parts, but in the second plant, we look at, you know, we're kind of moving ahead to Gen 2, Gen 3 kind of automation as well. Okay, so that's really exciting. And I can understand why actually going from scratch when you're building a new factory or a new facility and being able to integrate all of those possibilities that Vinay has already been speaking about, uh, that is quite the prospect. Um, okay, Vinay, let's bring it back to you. How do you then go about driving the ownership amongst the teams at Epsilon Carbon? Because obviously Vikram has, has mentioned this, you know, you've got to get buy-in. Um, when you're passionate about the changes, that definitely helps, but you do need that wider team, don't you, to see the relevance of what you're trying to implement? Yes, yes. Uh, I think I would say broadly two things. Uh, one, of course, I think Vikram's sponsorship helped a lot, right? So he would attend every single steering committee meeting. He would get a printout of the document. He would have gone through it, made lots of notes. So he was a very, very hands-on sort of a person, and that sort of flew down, right? So everyone knew that, yes, uh, this is something Vikram is personally committed to, and, and that definitely helped. Uh, but from a bottom-up perspective, um, we believe that change management has to start during the conception of the idea. If I were to come, oh, here is this, as Vikram said, right, this ultimate digital twin solution, you don't know anything, here is Accenture, I know it, now just use it, it's, it's going to fail, right? So the whole approach was to say, let's, let's do bottom-up, let us ensure that the team, and, and this is not just the CXOs, right? Even the operators on the ground, they are all part of the process. When we try to understand what are the challenges you are facing, to some extent, yes, uh, many of them are not able to see the future that the Vikram said, right? Today, you are a single product, single location, 
tomorrow you will become multi location multi product and so on to some extent yes we had to paint what the future would look like but essentially involving the entire organization as part of the solution design to me is the single most important part of the change management process if if i co created something naturally i will own it right compared to somebody comes and you know pushes it down my throat there's a lot of existential fear about the role of let's say artificial intelligence that's a big technology coming our way and what that will mean for people and so actually how we manage that human journey as we embrace all of this new technology that's kind of important and and having some sense of vulnerability but also empathy in understanding how teams will move over to this new way of working okay with that in mind vikram they say rome wasn't built in a day uh, and equally the rollout of a digital strategy needs structure uh, what happened after you realized that this perhaps couldn't happen all at once that you need to have this as a step by step or section by section approach so actually i would say uh is accenture put everything together the roadmap uh but a lot of my team thought we could do a lot more and i i was the one who actually pushed back to say i don't think we can i don't think as an organization as people we are ready i think we should go one step at a time and i kind of d- at the end put down a line and say look guys this is our phase 1 and this is where we're going to go first and the first i i would say the first wave of products that we're doing is more finance related because i look that as a, i look at that as the backbone of the whole organization so uh i look at that space as guys we need to just get to here this is one level of maturity and then we go next so while we're doing that we're already starting to internally discuss what should be wave 2 what should be wave 3 what is critical right now in the business what are customers asking us for so even when uh, we made the business requirements uh, and you know the vinay and the team dealt with all the cxos to kind of get the requirements i actually stayed out of it i said i'm not the one who wants to put thoughts into their mind and saying this is what we should do this is what we should do i let everything come kind of bottom up and then i spent a lot of time going through very clear documents saying guys this is where we're going to end up because before bringing accenture in one of the our failures was we had great ideas but we lacked in implementing them and at the end bringing value back to the organization so this is where they're really helping us that our business requirements should be very clear and this is where i'm coming in at the end and saying okay our definition of what the business needs aligns with what i want to do in the business so okay guys let's go down this path so i think uh, means out of some initiatives we keep signing them off uh, regularly and now they're into implementation there is pushback it means i think when it was modest there was a lot of pushback uh, within the team uh, saying no this is not right uh, you know and consultants don't know anything and we can do it better but uh, i don't necessarily believe that i think uh, everybody adds value in what they do and uh, we have to learn from other people's experiences and again i think for me that one day workshop in bangalore to see what companies 10 times our size are doing was really interesting um and seeing that look we we are going to get there and you know companies 10 times our size are doing it now and we're doing it today so that will just help us get there sooner and better vikram uh we have to wrap it up soon so i'm going to give you the last word and i want to bring it back to what i was saying in the introduction i was talking about how we are working against a somewhat difficult economic climate inflation on the rise and we're probably into a new inflationary era given the backdrop 
that we need to transition to a more sustainable global economy. Now, with that in mind, it's very interesting that you have gone into the battery business. I think you're probably quite ambitious and you've probably got some very exciting plans ahead. So what are they? <laughs> and what are your plans for this digital journey alongside? Thank you, Manisha. Uh, so we've been working uh, on this business for the last five years uh, of making graphite anode material that goes into lithium-ion batteries. So that goes into your cell phone, your laptop, your EV, uh, any energy storage you have as well. It's about 25% of your cell. So we've developed this technology in India in the last five years. We're building multiple facilities in parallel. And these are big investments. So we're looking to invest $2 billion in the next seven years between India, Finland, and the US. Uh, it will be one of the, I would say, the biggest ex-China company out there producing this and servicing the likes of all automakers and Korean and Japanese cell makers. So again, this goes back to the fundamental. You know, We have this kind of goal. We want to be a certain size, a certain capacity in 2030. I break it down into what are my challenges? Is funding a challenge? Is technology a challenge? Process technology is not such a big challenge. I think implementation and execution is a challenge. And what are the tools that can help us execute to make sure? When I go talk to an auto OEM and I say, in 2026, I'm going to give you 10,000 tons. Give me an order right now. I need to make sure I can execute. And I think this is where this kind of foundation we're building of being a digitally mature organization helps us get there. So I'm very excited about the battery business personally. Uh, we've also acquired a cathode company in Germany. So we, we plan to be an anode and cathode business. Um, and so I think that's a, that's a new industry and an excellent opportunity where the whole global supply chain is kind of developing in the next decade or so. And um, I'm, I'm really excited about it. And, you know, we, we're doing a lot, a lot of good work uh, in that space in India and globally now. Well, I'm excited for you. It sounds like it's, uh, there's a lot ahead and there's a lot, obviously, that you can continue to do as partners as well. And that's what this is all about. It's how when we collaborate and we partner up, we can adjust, achieve a lot more, and we can leverage all of this new technology that we have access to, to do it even more efficiently and just better. Well, on that note, I just want to say thank you to you both. I hope you've enjoyed the conversation. Vinay, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Uh, great. It was a um, very interesting discussion. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks a lot, Manisha. I think uh, great questions and, uh, you know, great interaction as well. And you get a chance to reflect on uh, the journey, which is still kind of at the early stage, but, uh, you know, three or five years later, I think uh, we'll be uh, much more mature as an organization uh, digitally as well. Excellent. I have to wrap it up there, I'm afraid. Many thanks to Vikram Handa and Vinay Shinoi, and many thanks to our audience, as usual. We have to leave it there. Thank you again to our listeners for joining us for this episode of Enterprise Transformation. If you have any feedback or questions about this podcast or the topics that we've discussed today, you can contact us at accenture.com forward slash industry X. This podcast is produced by EI Studios, the custom content division of Economist Impact. Economist Impact.